Hello and welcome to Stories, the True and the Fictional. As you can tell from the slightly different style of music, this is going to be a slightly different style of episode. It's something we call Story Chat, where we sit down with an author, a filmmaker or any kind of storyteller really, and talk to them about their life and their work in a real fun and laid back way. So sit back, relax, unless you're going for a jog, then run faster. It's story time. Hello and welcome to Stories, the True and the Fictional. Today we have a guest from the UK, I believe. Yes, UK There's Manchester. Someone from the, uh, what would be, it would be the past now. Yes, I'm technically. It's Friday night over there. It's Friday night, isn't it? Yeah, it's the 18th still here. Oh, okay. Oh. So the winning lotto numbers for Saturday morning are 7, 13, 12, <laughs> 27, 93. <laughs> oh, God, I could definitely use those lotto numbers. Definitely. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on, Rebecca Cassells. Is that how you pronounce your name? Uh, yeah, Cassells. Yes. I like the building, but not spelt the same. Um, well, just to get us started, you want to tell us a bit about yourself? Um, yes, I am a full-time working mum of three. So I, uh, during the day, I look after my kids, I clean the house, I do all things that normal mums do, but then I go pick up my kids, then I come home, and then I actually start work as a emergency care coordinator for Manchester. Um, and then I finish at like 11, and then I indulge in my hobby which is writing um which is a very very recent development uh, I never thought I would be an author <laughs> ever ever so um yeah this is exciting very exciting it sounds like caffeine would be your friend um yeah <laughs> it is it is a problem it, yeah I, I think uh, if I was ever to have a sponsor it would be Nescafe or Coca-Cola <laughs> Yeah. They they would definitely you know I can I can tell you now there's definitely a couple of oh, there you go. <laughs> Coca Cola if you are watching please send um... send us an email <laughs> and stories and tr- yes. whatever our email address is I always get it wrong uh, now you say you're you're an emergency care coordinator for Manchester is that is that like uh, you know your emergency lines where people call when they have an emergency or how does that work. Basically, um, I work for an at-home care company. Now, obviously, in this country, um, more and more of our um, elderly population are wanting to stay at home rather than go in care homes, Mm -hmm. and we provide the care for that. Now, I'm the one that deals with the emergencies that our carers come up against. For example, finding someone passed out on the floor or um, wrong medication given anything along those lines or a care coordinator phoning in sick very last minute I have to try and find cover for that it's it's something that is uh, I used to be a carer myself but due to a abdominal injury I can't do it anymore um so this is the next best thing for me Uh, I used to work in a dementia care home so it's it's something that's close to my heart yeah um uh, so I didn't want to leave the profession so I found a way around it Oh, it must be very rewarding and, and obviously probably a little bit frustrating at sometimes, you know, you, you obviously have to be the high pressure. It gets very frustrating, especially with what everything that's happened the last two years. We are so short staffed. 
for care workers. I mean, seriously, if anyone in the UK is listening to this and lives in Manchester and needs a job, go for a care worker job. We need, we need you, you know. Um, so it is a very frustrating job when we've got so many people who need the help. Like, for example, I've even got a family member who is stuck in hospital because we haven't got enough carers to look after them when they come home. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously you know, a bit, it's a job that we you're always going to need people for. I mean, it's the same over in Australia. You know, one of our best mates, uh, his wife's a nurse and, you know, like that. I don't think, I think it's it's a profession that just needs more support from the government and more, you yes. know, more, more, just more people gen- in general coming on board, you know? I think people look at it as a degrading job because yeah. no one wants to, they think of nursing, doctors, things like that, but care staff, they're just as needed and just as much wanted, but yeah. they're the ones that are on the lowest pay and are the least thanked, I think, in, in my humble opinion, you know, Um so I would do anything for my care workers who are out there working. Um, you can you can ask any of the care workers that work in Manchester. They know my voice. They know that when they ring and they get Rebecca, they know they can trust me to help them because they deserve the help. Yeah, excellent. You no, know? I just had to ask the question because I think it's it's very very noble work, and you know anything it we is. can do to get the word out for more people to sign yeah. up and 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 give everyone a hand, we want to help too. So. I agree. Everyone should be able to do what they want to do in life. But when you can't do that and you're trying to get a job, do something else in the meantime. Exactly. 100%. Don't sit on your hands. Yes, I agree. What is that we lighten the mood? Yes, please. please. (laughs) We've got got some icebreakers. um, So we're going to hit you with them now if you're ready. Yes. All right. Well, if you could get rid of one thing in the world, what would it be? It would be sleep. Yep. I wish I could do that too. That's uh, that's you're the second person to say that. I I know. Um, me and your your last uh, guest pretty much agree on this. The three or four hours sleep I do manage to get every night is a complete waste. Mm-hmm. I could get so much more done in those three four hours. Um, and I, I yeah I just I would get rid of sleep. I'm and, not know, even a writer. Stuff we would get done. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I'm not even a writer and I want to get rid of sleep because, <laughs> you know, working full time, there's just not enough. I've got so many movies and TV shows and <laughs> games that I haven't been able to touch because of this stupid thing called eight hours of sleep. <laughs> like, I, 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 yeah, it's ridiculous. I'll get up early. I'll get up at like three, four o'clock in the morning if there's a show that I'm, I just can't, or like a movie <laughs> that I just need to watch. I'll yeah. just get up. I'm just bugger it. <laughs> well, I, I'm up most of the night anyway. And, you know, with having three kids all under the age of, yeah. when at one point they were all under the age of four. Oh God. Um, you know, sleep became very much a luxury, something that I didn't depend on <laughs> when I first had my children. Um, I love them to bits. I will state that now. <laughs> I do love my children. Just in case I listen um, back. <laughs> but uh, yeah, having more than one or two that's when you finally realize sleep is overrated yeah no i agree yeah. let's let's just let's just pull together and get rid of sleep yes please <laughs> All right, the next i understand question. the biological need for yeah. sleep i really do i understand the science behind it but you know you've got to think 
at least you'd think someone's show like Star Trek would have come up with a pill or a serum or an injection. That would mean you could, didn't have to sleep. Yeah. Look, maybe, maybe, maybe in our lifetime we'll get to see that. Maybe when we're in our eighties, we can just <laughs> stay up watching EastEnders and Coronation Street till our hearts content. <laughs> oh God, I'd be such a troublemaker at the age of eighty. I can tell you that now. <laughs> well, see what I did there. I, I incorporated some UK TV into <laughs> my 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 housemate lives in. She she's originally from Ireland, and she yeah. cannot stop watching EastEnders, Coronation Street, <laughs> Emmerdale. Oh, I'm not a soap fan. No. No, I'm. Um, I mean, we, yeah, I'm not a soap opera fan. At all. I, I, I do just, the most I'll watch is Casualty. Yeah. Oh, Casualty! My dad loves Casualty, I, and he he's. I do like Australian. Casualty. I, I love I love it when she watches it because I pick up some of the most amazing phrases <laughs> um, that you guys use over there. Like I've never heard someone say when they want to take someone out the back of the pub, "I'm going to take you up the allotments." Yeah, I, like, um, I use that in everyday life. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have to, right, I'm going to tell you this now um, I have quite a few I've made, through the books I've made quite a few friends in America Yeah. and I've somehow become an admin for this romantic um, fan group for yeah. Blue Moon series on Dream because I love that author Yeah. and I somehow became an admin for that group and me and the admins we were all talking I'm the only British one and I spent literally the first month explaining my language to these people <laughs> and they'd never heard of hundreds and thousands really and i ended up with us having a virtual party themed on hundreds and thousands <laughs> you know we had tots with sprinkles all over and yeah. tats and everything virtually online it was amazing well at least you don't have to worry about that with us i was brought up on hundreds and thousands of birthday parties on yeah. on bread and fairy bread fairy bread yeah so <laughs> <laughs> we're all across a hundred thousands over here, so they had no idea. They don't know what gammon is. Oh, yes. <laughs> so no, it's been stupid fun. Americans. Unless you're American and you're listening to this. I want I want them to like me. Yeah. And I, I think uh, last time I looked at the stats, at least 48% of our listeners are from Okay. <laughs> if I, we, would like, we would like to take this moment to apologize yeah, to you, I'd like America. To, I, I'd like to apologize for my friends and my family and my American friends that I used it. Yeah, let's not worry about that. Anyway, the next question. I always like this question. Uh, tell me something that's on your bucket list. I actually have two. Yeah. Um, one is very personal to me, and that is I would like to be able to travel to meet all of my brownies. Um, anyone who's read the first book understands the significance of brownies to me. Yeah. Um, hashtag for chapter 42. <laughs> um, and it became this whole thing where you will never ever read my book and look at brownies the same way again. Yeah. Mm. And the original girls that I found, I went on this group and said, listen, I'm just starting out as an author. Um, could I ask some of you ladies to join me in this group to read the first couple of chapters, see if it's actually worth anything. Otherwise I'm not going to carry on. Yeah. So I created a group and about five or six of these ladies um, became pretty much invaluable to me overnight. Um, and the, the group ended up being called Brownie Fans. Okay. Um, now there's about 12 of them by now, because over the time I've met more people. I even have um, a, a friend, uh, Brandon Wayne Phillips, who I've met, who's another author, and Kelly K. Hauser, who are authors. 
they're all on there and I want to be able to go and meet them all in person and give them signed copies of the book you know they're all over the place my editor who I found through this this process Kemaly she's in Brazil I've got Lils in Sweden I've got Brandon and Deborah and Kelly and all sorts of people in America I want to go see them I really do <laughs> Um, oh, that's, that's a really good I think that's probably one of the most most uh heartfelt things we've had on someone mentioned on their bucket list I think that's really good yeah I mean the other more realistic one is I have an absolute hero who is yeah. in Britain so it's more likely I will bump into this person on the street <laughs> and it's a UK comedian Sophie Macken um <laughs> sorry again tongue tied Sophie McCart um, McCartney Okay. Um, I don't know if you've heard of her. I honestly no. haven't, but um, she is a comedian here in England, mm -hmm. and she's a mother, and she is basically my hero. You know, she knows what it's like to be a struggling mom, and she makes us feel so much better about mm -hmm. it through her comedy and the videos she has on Facebook. She's amazing. Now she just released her first book uh, on the eighth of February. Yeah. And it is already number one in the Times bestseller list. Oh, wow. For her first ever book. Wow. You know, she is my hero. So if I ever bump into her in the streets, because she doesn't live that far from me, really, I would love to buy her a coffee, you know, and just pick her brain for an hour because she's just an amazing woman. That's yeah. a good one. I was going to say we'll give her a plug, but if she's number one on the New York bestsellers list, I don't think she needs it at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to give her a shout out anyway, because I think she's just an amazing woman and a great advocate for mothers out there who she, she has no filter and it's brilliant. And what's the book called? Um, it's called Tired and Tested, because that is actually her Facebook page, Tired mm -hmm. and Tested. Um, and it's basically about you know her and everything that she comes across. It does have some sensitive topics in it, but it's sensitive topics for women mm -hmm. that need to be said. Yeah. You know, but she makes us all feel so much better. Oh. Well, that's yeah. what you want. If you can relate to a book and you can get something out of it, I mean, that's a winning winning combination already. So yeah. <laughs> there you go. So she's just got oh. some free plugs on your episode. Yeah. So, so there you go. If there's a sudden spike in her sales, she can send us a bit of a, uh, what do you call it? A, a, a commission. <laughs> cash, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. never know. You never know. All right. Um, this is this is the question that um, Ryan, like, like he basically says he will judge. I will judge you. He will I, judge I'm, you. As you'll, <laughs> okay. you'll get to know from the interview, I pretty much don't, like I, I'm a lovely person and I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I don't really have a filter. I don't really... <laughs> I'm not worried about cancel culture and all this kind of stuff. So I will judge you <laughs> on your answer to this question. Uh, okay. So what? I'll, yeah. I'll ask it and Jamie can jump in on the next one. Tell okay. me, <laughs> in your opinion, what is the greatest sitcom of all time? Red Dwarf. Okay. I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll take Red that. Red Dwarf. Um, it's hands down my favourite, which is yeah. kind of um, weird because yeah. growing up, I was banned from watching it. Yeah. <laughs> and that just made it even more exciting to watch <laughs> yes because my sister watched one episode once and had a nightmare and that was it it was banned from my house <laughs> so I never actually got to watch it until I met my now husband yeah and when he found out that I had he's um ex-media student 
So if he finds out you've not watched something, it's, oh my God, we're watching that. Same as me, I'm the same, yeah, 100%. I feel sorry for anyone who's not watched Black Hawk Down. Oh, yeah, good, great movie. If you've not watched that, you are watching it once with him and then once again with him so he can tell you little random bits about the ammo, about the guns that they're using, about everything. Well, we have to watch it because it's got one of our own Eric Banner, isn't it? Eric <laughs> yeah. Banner's in that, so yeah. Eric Banner, we have to support. Um, but Red Dwarf, when, he, when yep. he made me watch that, I got so hooked on it that we binge watched the entire box set Excellent. within a couple of weekends. Um, and I just looked, I even met the cat. Oh, nice. I've met the cat. Um, he was an ambassador for a company I used to work for, oh, oh. John Jules, um, for motorcycling. And um, he was so funny. And I said, I feel so bad for my husband because he's a massive fan of yours and he's not here. <laughs> I went, get him on the phone, get him on the phone. So I rang my husband and said uh, for him to speak to the cat. No, he didn't answer. Oh. So my husband's got a voicemail saying, oh, man, it's the cat. How dare you not answer this phone call to me? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's amazing. It was, it was, it was a good day. I, I will answer every call on my phone just in case <laughs> one of my friends <laughs> meets one of my heroes. Yes. And it could be someone, you know, trying to sell me gold from Nigeria, but I'll still answer it just in case, yeah. you know. And of course, I'm from near Liverpool. Yep. So um, I've got to love the Craig. Yeah. You know, and who doesn't who doesn't get the Arnold Swimmer song stuck in their head? <laughs> they hear that. You know, he's Arnold, Arnold, Arnold. <laughs> you can't not get that stuck in your head when you watch it. Oh, look, oh, look, that answer I'll, I'd just like to let you know is acceptable. So, oh, thank you. We'll goodness. be welcome back on our show. You <laughs> thank know, goodness. I mean, if you'd gone and said something, you know, I don't know. I don't know what, there's not much I don't like at the moment, but I could have said Grace and Frankie because that is one of the more recent sitcoms. I haven't seen it, I know it's on Netflix at the moment, but yes, I love it. I love it, it's so poignant and it just had me in stitches. And the weird thing is, two of my children one is called Grace and one is called Franklin. Oh, wow. Uh So I have a Grace and a Frankie. Oh, there you go. Yeah, look, I, it's on my list because I have seen it and I have read, uh, it keeps popping up as recommendations because I'm one of those people who actually will hit the like on Netflix yeah. if I like something because I want more good stuff. And I'm a massive Ricky Gervais fan, so obviously I love my British comedy. Uh, oh, oh, no, no. Okay, sorry. I'm gonna... Yeah. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> you get, no, I'm not a massive Ricky Gervais fan. That's but okay. Because, because I've witnessed my dad trying to recreate his office dance moves. <laughs> okay, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. That's scarring. Yeah, no, that, look, that's fair <laughs> enough. But um, I, I do love my British comedy. So I've watched, and as I said, you know, my housemate watches all the EastEnders, which I consider comedy, to be honest with you. EastEnders, <laughs> yeah. Coronation Street, and, and, and Emmerdale. Um, but yeah, look, my dad's a massive British TV fan. He loves Doc Martin and all those kind of things. So I've kind of grown up with all that. So no, very acceptable you've been, answer. You've been brought up with a good role model then. Yes. Oh, definitely. hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. All right. Uh, moving right along. Now I won't judge you on this, but um, if, if you have a bad answer, you, it may result in death. Yes. Just, just saying. Yeah. Um, zombie okay. apocalypse plan. Do you have one? Okay. I'm not allowed to have an apocalypse plan. 
Interesting. I'm not allowed. Um, right. If there's a zombie apocalypse, for one, it would be my biggest fear come true. Oh, really? Um, and I mean, biggest, biggest fear. Um, my husband is, he's a big, massive zombie f- film fan. He loves The Walking Dead and mm. Dawn of the Dead and all this lot. But I have a rule. If we're watching a zombie film, it has to be during daylight. And it has oh, wow. to be after we have to watch a comedy after otherwise i'm not yes. sure oh, wow well, okay okay and he twitches in his sleep so when we watch oh, like yeah. he twi- and i think it's i go <laughs> i whacked him on the head once he didn't wake up but he woke up the next day going ah why is my jaw hurt <laughs> uh, <laughs> so i am really really afraid of zombies but i'm not allowed to have a plan my husband has the plan oh, okay my husband says I am just bunker where you know somewhere safe in the initial yep. outbreak. Yep. He is going to come go and get my kids first because yep. they are the priority. And then he's going to come get me. Oh. And he knows exactly where we're going up in Scotland. Yep. To bunker down and grow our own veg and uh, basically, you know, raid uh, an empty MOD base mm-hmm. for weaponry. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm not allowed to have the plan. He does, thank God, because... But then you don't have to think about it. Yeah, zombies are... I I have to tell you this story because I think you guys will appreciate this. Have you ever played the game Left 4 Dead? Oh, yeah, I have, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's an achievement on that um, where you have to kill so many millions of zombies. Yep. Okay. Now, my husband wanted to achieve that and he found a trick where you step through the safety door trigger something called a boomer okay and then run back in the safety door and it just hurls all these zombies at you again and again and again and you just melee them through the window without <laughs> getting harmed so he decided it was a really smart idea to rig his controller up with a strap so that the button for the melee was pressed down and leave it overnight nice <laughs> nice he turned the volume off on the xbox um, but not the speaker system. <laughs> so at 3 a.m. when the Xbox reset, um, I woke up to the sound of zombies in my living room <laughs> and the various special zombies making their noises and then eventually the witch character going <laughs> like that. Oh, my God, I wanted to kill him. <laughs> I was going to say, did he wake up with a lot of bruises that morning? Um, he couldn't walk the next day. I'll put it that way. Couldn't walk the next day. Oh, wow. Well, I'm a, I'm a massive horror fan, so I am the kind of person who will watch zombie <laughs> movies. I, the movie I got up this morning at 4.30 to watch was the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. Uh, don't watch it because it was rubbish, but that's another story. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I specifically will watch them before I go to bed because – I, I like those kind of nightmares. Yeah. Uh, I will watch them with him. But because, just during the day. Yeah, you know, you know, I have to. But then I make him watch Tangled. <laughs> hey, nothing wrong that, with that's, Tangled. That's, that's a, a great good movie. movie. I know. I cried at that movie as well. The last good Disney picture. <laughs> yeah, movie. it is, isn't it? Just saying, last good. Di- Everyone says they love Frozen, but they really don't. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, Tangled for me. Where was Tangled. Alan Menken in, in Frozen? <laughs> Nowhere. Yeah. It's got to be Mandy Moore in Time Gold. I love it. You know what? This is the longest our icebreakers have gone for. And I (laughs) oh, sorry. No, no, no. I absolutely love it. 
because <laughs> normally we just get short answers and there's nothing really we can respond to. But yeah. I'm really just, you're doing a fantastic job. I absolutely love it. I just had to say that. I'm a chatterbox. No, that's fine. So am I. As you yeah, probably I come tell. from a very loud family and I'm yeah. normally the quiet one. So when I get the chance get, to speak, yeah. yeah, I speak. <laughs> 100%. Well, this next one might have something to expand on. This is our last icebreaker question, okay? You've just received a call from Mr. Elon Musk. Uh, he said, look, I've just invented an electric time machine and I want you to test drive it. What do you do and where do you go? Okay, I know exactly what I would do with that technology. I would grab all three of my kids mm -hmm. and I would go back to the last birthday party I had where all four of my grandparents were still alive. Oh. And I would let them play with my grandkids um, because my grandparents, I, I loved all four of my grandparents, all for different reasons. Yeah. Um, but especially my granddad, Ron. Yeah. And my great Grammy, yep. Sybil. Um, the two of them were, one was the patriarch of my dad's side of the family. The other one was the matriarch of my mum's side of the family. And I come from a really big family. Yeah. But my granddad, Ron, uh, he was just, he was that person in your life that you couldn't help but love and adore. Yeah. He, I, I still remember his voice, but he never read me bedtime stories. He made me bedtime stories. Yeah. He'd make them off the top of his head. And um, he would always cook me my favorite meal when I went round, despite my mum saying, pancakes is not something you have for tea. <laughs> you know, um. So no, my granddad Ron was a big influence and unfortunately he passed away when I was like 10, uh, 11, sorry. And then there's my Grammy, um, who she's the type of granny everyone wants. Yeah. You know, so she got to meet one of my children, but she didn't get to meet the other two. Yeah. So I would just love to go back to the last birthday party where they were all there and let them play with my kids um, and see that you know everything worked out well you yeah. know i'm good i'm safe i'm happy that's you what i want that's so noble i'm gonna let you go back to last week as well and get the winning lotto numbers okay <laughs> i'm gonna well, let you do that i'm not crying you're crying um but no i say that that that's probably probably uh that honestly knowing who i am that's probably something i lost my mom about 11 years ago and um my grandma about five years ago was my second mum. So I'd probably do something very similar. I don't have kids, yeah. but I'll take my cats. And um, <laughs> but no, I would, I, I can, I can, I can feel that very much. And yeah. just to put a little bit of a lighter spin on it, one thing you would have to worry about, make sure you don't talk to yourself at that party. Because that's just fine. I was a self-obsessed kid. I would be off playing with my yeah. friends. That's okay, fine. That's that and I didn't have pink hair back then, so little me wouldn't understand who I am. I think okay. I hope. Well, I was going to say because you know that's such a lovely thing to do. You wouldn't want it to cause the end of the world or anything like that. No, I wouldn't want to become my own grandmother or something like. Yeah, that. exactly. Yeah. Yes. So, oh well, that look honestly, I'm going to say we've done a fair few of these over the last couple of months, and those have been the best answers that oh, we have had you. to the icebreakers. I really appreciate that. Thank you thank very, you. very much. That, that's um, very much appreciated as well. No, no. And now we're going to do the wonderful thing of talking about you. <laughs> oh, oh, God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, do you just want to tell us how you got into writing? Yeah. Okay, so um, growing up, um, I struggled with my English 
and reading and writing mm-hmm. um, to the point where my mum would actually speak to the teachers and say, you know, Rebecca's struggling. Mm-hmm. She, I would get, you know, perfect scores on maths. I loved art, French, you know, I, I do really well in school, but the one area I struggled with was reading and writing. Um, but the teachers wouldn't believe her. Okay. They just said to her, and I quote, she's just lazy. Mm-hmm. I would revise nonstop for my English GCSE exam, which is the main one you have in high school here. And I managed to scrape a C. Now, I'm more proud of that C grade English than I am of my A star maths or yeah. my A star art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't have to revise for them. They came really, really quickly and easily for me. But though those exams, I would revise and not get anywhere. I felt like I wasn't getting anywhere at least. Yeah. Well, I got to university and I did an art degree. And my university was actually quite on top of things. Uh, they realized that one in three art students are dyslexic. Right. So they screened for it. They asked us all to write an essay, hand it in, and it got it got monitored. And mine sent up big, massive red flags. So I went and got further testing. And it turned out I am actually dyslexic. Oh, wow. um, so 19 years old, I'm dyslexic. I didn't know what to do about it. I had to write a dissertation for my degree. And I finally got the help I needed. But I never did anything more with that. Now, a couple, you know, over a decade later, lockdown happens here in the UK. Mm-hmm. I end up going from working in an office to working from home. Literally, I'm sitting where I work. I'm at home and I'm sat at the same desk that I work from as an emergency care coordinator. So I was stuck at home with all three of my kids 24-7 and I was going out of my mind. Mm-hmm. I needed a hobby. I needed something to do because I'm a very social person. Going out and spending time with my friends, my family, it meant a lot to me. Mm-hmm. So... I this I started reading on an app called Dream. If any, if you've heard of it, heard of it. I started reading a lot of stories on there to pass the time, you know. Um, and eventually, my own idea came into my head, and I just started writing it. And I cannot believe I wrote a whole novel mm. in two months. Wow! Um, Thank you, COVID. Yeah, it took me a whole year to write an 8,000 word essay dissertation for my degree. But this this book came so naturally and so easy to me. And with, like I said, Kemley's help and all the brownies help, it got there. And I'm it, it was it's it's a massive achievement for me. Oh, definitely. Um, and. I actually want to take this book and go find my English teacher and say, tell me I'm lazy now. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to say. You should do that. <laughs> yeah. And then since then, I've written another two books over the past year. So I've written three books in the past year. Um, my fourth one is coming out um, next month, hopefully. <laughs> wow. Um, and for someone who, who does suffer from dyslexia, that is a massive achievement that you should be very proud of yourself. I, I really am. Yeah. I mean, I will put credit where credit's due. Kemley, my editor, puts in a lot of work, but she has also become the, the English teacher that I never had. When she's editing it, she's showing me my mistakes and she's explaining them. And I've become, you can tell the difference from the first book to the third book in the writing because she's showing me 
finally and done it in a way that I understand. Yeah. Um, so that helps a lot. Yeah. It sounds like you've got a really good team. And, I do. Um, yeah. They're amazing. They've. Uh, I'm even starting a collaborative work with one of them, Brandon. Um, you know, because I, I write primarily female romance novels. Yep. Um, and they're all about werewolves and it's got high, it's yes, it's spicy, hence why people say it, they don't look at Brian the same way after chapter 42. Oh, okay. Um, chapter 42, I'll write that down. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Brandon is also um, a very unique writer. He writes female romance novels, but from a male perspective. Oh. And it's a male perspective that I think has been lost, you know. Um, and he's brought justice to the male perspective when it comes to romance. Yeah. Okay. So we decided to collaborate, and he's going to write all the chapters from the male perspective, uh, and I'm writing all the chapters from the female perspective. That's cool. I like that idea. Yes. So it's going to be a chapter from me, a chapter from him, and so on and so on and so on and so on, until we reach the conclusion. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I've got the four books that I've already done, but over the next four years, I've got the work with him that I'm doing mm-hmm. and I work with another author called Kelly. Um, she's also going to come in on the collaboration as well. And then I also have outlined for another 15 books as well. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, You're a very busy nasty, person. Yeah, I have this nasty habit of creating a side character in my book, but then I won't stop thinking about that character and I'll create a whole <laughs> story for them. Yeah. Well, well. Speaking, speaking of obviously your your books. What made you decide on werewolf romance? Um. Okay, I hated Twilight. Ah, okay. Again, <laughs> my okay. level of respect for you has just gone <laughs> back through the roof. Yeah. Um. I felt Don't like Jacob. Whole... Not at all. No. Not even a little bit. No. No. Good. No. No. I gave him a chance. I read the books. I watched the movies. No. 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 I'd rather have Alcide Hervé from the Sucky Stackhouse novels. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Alcide Hervé. You know, they're, they're, that's one series of books I have read from beginning to end. Yeah. Well, um, Ryan likens your answer there. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. We'll edit that bit out. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I'm not a Bill fan in the Sucky Stackhouse novel. I don't. I don't oh, think. Have you watched True no. Blood, Jamie? I love it. I love it. I love Absolutely it. Absolutely love it. But the series didn't do this, the book justice. No, not a, not at all. I've only read the first two books, um, because I'm way behind on my reading <laughs> as well as everything else. Um, but no, I absolutely, yeah, yeah. Oh, look, we're seriously preach. Yeah, so I think the character Alcide Herbeau yep. in the Sucky Stackhouse novels was given severe injustice. Yep. So um, I decided to give that justice mm-hmm. and create a universe surrounded by werewolves. I love werewolves. It's just, the for me, the epitome of manliness. Yeah. None of this um, mamby-pamby Sparkly vampires. No. So then, then what did no. you think about Hugh Jackman 
our beloved Hugh Jackman as a werewolf in Van Helsing. Um, <laughs> okay, I can see it. But um, Van Helsing, how do I say this without sounding no, really, was, really No, no, it's not a great movie. Look, it's not it, a great it, movie. It's not. Well, but, but. It's, Hugh Jackman can carry off a werewolf. Yes. He can. <laughs> but I don't like amorphized werewolves. All right. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. I, I mean, I look, like Joe Manganiello in True Blood. Man, seriously, like I, I don't know if you've realised I'm gay man, and um, <laughs> Joe Manganiello, <laughs> LC, yeah. come at me, yeah. brother. You know, you see, like this, this thing. If any, um, I, I have to say this, Henry Cavill though. Yeah, oh, no, oh, no, no, don't even get me started. I'm straight and whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> me, that's yeah. one thing me and Jamie agree on in terms of men. So anyone who's reading my books, they need to imagine the main character, Damien, as Henry Cavill. Okay. All right. I'm okay. doing yeah. it now. <laughs> yeah. Or Elijah from Originals, whichever one you I uh, haven't watched. Uh, I'm not a Vampire <gasps> Diaries Originals fan, though. That's the only vampire thing I like. Okay. Right. Mm. Okay. Mm. Our friend, our mutual friend Chris, absolutely loves it. We're convinced it's because of the hot women in the show, but he actually has watched all of it. So there must be Ooh. something in there. But yeah. I've watched all of it, yeah. and yeah, uh, it's Elijah. Okay. All so right. then, what what would you on still on the subject of werewolves? What would be your um, you know, the um best film TV version that you love the most? Um. There's a film that I love called Blood and Chocolate. Okay, I haven't seen it. It's not a well-known one. Okay. But it's the one that I watched and it's the one that made me fall in, fall in love with the genre. Okay. So um, it's one called Blood, uh, Blood and Chocolate. Okay, I'm going to see if I can track it. It's got the actor who played um, Will Graham in the, new, in the Hannibal Lecter series. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, I know I don't know um, his name, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah. In the in the TV series Hannibal, yeah? Yes. Yeah, okay, I know one. him, yeah. Um and I just felt that, that that is like um a go-to movie on a rainy, windy day for me, which okay. you know, today, considering we've got Storm Eunice over us at the moment. Yeah. I'm surprised I'm not watching it now. <laughs> Excellent. Oh no, I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna suss it out because i i like it like i i've only recently discovered i grew up on the team wolf movies which are i mean you know they're just classics in their own but i've recently discovered the tv show i don't yeah. know if you've seen any of that which is actually quite surprisingly good i've been told to watch it but i haven't yet um, well, I been... in it and for, i mean for you and i we'd watch that just for him <laughs> but um yeah it's cool i will be honest my, my tv um, watching has gone down dramatically in the last year because of the writing. Yeah, because you've yeah. been writing books. Husband, you've, got, you've got better things to do. I know. I, my poor husband, you know, he's such a snuggle bug. And he's like, oh, when, am, when are we going to snuggle on the sofa and watch something? <laughs> We've not watched um, X, Y, Z yet. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but I really want to get this chapter done. But what you yeah. say is you say, look, I'm trying to make us a living, honey. <laughs> I know. Um, I'm making money, dollars on these books. <laughs> Yeah. You know, what exactly. do you want? Do you want to live in a big me me mansion or do you want a bit of snuggles? Can I, that I, wait? Can, I can actually see you <laughs> snuggling on the couch and then you pull out your laptop. Yep. <laughs> I've done that. <laughs> I've <Okay>. done that. <laughs> the laptop, it is, it's actually 
um, up, and it's up in the bedroom because <laughs> I sit up at night because he worries about me not being there to cuddle. So oh, so long as I'm upstairs typing away, yeah. he'll still cuddle me. See, that's possible. He can just sort of like maneuver himself so it doesn't bother you <laughs> yeah. with the laptop. See, look, that look, that's support there in itself. Until the snoring kicks in. Yeah, okay. Then you just have to... <laughs> <laughs> so, um, okay, so Rising Dawn is a series. Um, yes. At the moment, there's three books out. Am I correct in saying that? Yes. So okay, so do you want to give us a bit of a breakdown of the, of the series? Yeah. So Spark Revolution, you're following the story of Holly and Damien. Um, and it's where they're both uh, forced to uh, spend their summers together growing up. Yep. Okay. Uh, and it turns out they are fated mates, yep. but only Damien figures that out when he turns 18. Okay. Um, because Holly doesn't turn 18 for until the end of the summer. Okay. So he's going to try and spend the summer wooing her after a lifetime of being basically horrible and, you know, boyish around her. Yeah. <laughs> um, but obviously, um, she figures it out. They do fall in love naturally without the fated mates um, yeah. being, you know, prevalent. Um, but by the time it comes to Holly turning 18, disaster strikes. I can't tell you how, why, what, when. Um but that's all in the first 20 chap 28 chapters of the book. Now, along the way, you also meet their best friends and their supporting members. Um, you know, because Damien is also the future Alpha of his pack and Holly is the future Luna. Um, so you're following them uh, and their love story and also their friends' love stories. Because the one thing I like to do is... I like to explore different types of love. Okay. okay. So with Holly and Damien, you've got your very simple, very passionate love. Whereas with another character, Lucas and Felicity, Lucas is getting over a heartache and Felicity is the, the light that helps him. Yeah. Um, and then there's Micah and Katie who have one of the more tragic starts to their relationships, but it's about him supporting her to feel comfortable in a relationship. So I do touch on some touchy subjects around love, but it's all about how men and women support each other. And it's not just about women changing men, but men changing women for the good. Oh, yeah, you know, really being the support that. network that we need. Because every woman needs a man who supports her. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and with that support, we can accomplish anything. Oh, 100%. You know, I've proven that myself. My husband supported me to do this and I've accomplished the way I never thought I would. No. So that's what my story tries to go into. It's not about necessarily werewolves, although it's it's basically what drives the story. It's the premise, but it's about the love yeah. for each other and how they fight for each other. And then the second story goes into it even further about how um holly and Disco holly and damien discovering their true destiny okay. with each other and then the third book is them fulfilling that destiny um and coming to terms with that destiny because they support each other that sounds fantastic and honestly <laughs> yeah. i'm not gonna lie when i when i read the, the the blurbs of your book i thought look this not might not be my cup of tea but you know what <laughs> 
just after hearing you and talking to you about it, I will be adding the first one to my list. Oh, thank you. And he'll be able to um, get through it even more, visualising Henry Cavill in there. uh... (laughs) Yes, it's going to be Henry Cavill and the lead actress from a series called Rain. Okay, what I'll do is for you, I'll cut out a picture of Henry Cavill and I'll put it right in my reading area so I'm just visualising even more. It actually has really, I, I'm not a massive romance person, you know, I love a good love story, but I mean, you know yeah. what, Twilight, and same with you, Twilight ruined that kind of thing for me. Yeah. I mean, and, there is action. There is action yeah. in these stories. And I swear to God, I have received um, video messages yeah. from girls in the My Brownie group crying their eyes out yeah. because of what I've done to characters. Oh, okay. Excellent. Well, that, that, see, that's another hook. It's got me even further. So, yeah, I'm not exactly afraid to do the harsh thing. Excellent. Yeah, because it needs to be. Because not everyone lives happily ever after. And and the story story doesn't call for that sometimes, you know? I mean, I have created loads of spin offs in my head, and I have something called the book vault where I write them all down. Mm -hmm. But if I'm completely honest, this next book that's coming out next month, has a special place in my heart because this next book is centered around a character I didn't know I was going to add to the story in the first book. And she was supposed to be a villain. Okay. And technically she still is in this spin-off book, but only half of her is. The human half is the villain. The wolf half isn't. Okay, because in my stories, the wool, the human and wolves in, uh, inhabit the same body. Yeah. So it's two souls in one body. Oh, okay. Okay, so for example, Damien, the main character, can talk to his wolf, Alistair, in his head. Yeah. And when Alistair needs to come out, he pushes through and forces the change. Oh. Well, that's different. That's See, that's another grasping straw because yeah. I haven't heard of that ever happening yeah. before. Yeah, so all my characters have another voice in their head as like a guiding spirit. Mm-hmm. That's cool. when they're being dicks and when they're being, um, you know, idiots. And in this circumstance, this character, um, the human made a massive mistake at the beginning of the first book that impacted her wolf. Yeah. And the fourth book is about that wolf finding her peace. Excellent. Okay, no, okay. Well, you've got me, okay? You don't need to get me anymore. I'm really glad yeah. to have this chat because now I definitely will be reading your book and be jumping to the front of the queue, I think. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. A, Very well. It's available on Kindle, Univ- uh, Kindle Unlimited if you've got that, the first book. Yes. Yes, I do. Yes. If not, it's all on Amazon. You can actually get it on ebook and as paperback. Well, to be honest with you, I do have Kindle Unlimited, but when I talk to authors through, when me and Jamie talk to authors, I generally will buy the ebook anyway, because I know, because Jamie's done his own book on Amazon, I know that you guys get the most money from the ebook. Yes. So that's why I, I generally buy the ebook. It, it's so nice when people send me pictures of them holding my book. Yeah. You're going, look what arrived today in the post. But I don't think people realise with the printed editions, yeah. we only get yeah. the profit after the cost of printing and Amazon have taken their cost. Yeah. Yeah, well, so if I charge I, £9.99, I'm only getting yeah. £1.60. Yeah. And that Whereas only works if you're a bestseller. <laughs> yeah. 
And if I'm charging six ninety nine on an ebook, I get seventy percent of that. So that's yeah. over four four pound. So I don't think people realize yeah. for self publishers on Amazon. Yes, it's great that you buy the physical copies. I love it. But when we're trying to make an income, yeah. Well, I I actually found that like I went through Ingram Spark as well, just because their printing prices are a lot lower. So I, I printed like. I think about 40 books for myself because my book look actually looks better in your hands, but I can, I make more money. Yeah. I make more money that way now because, you know, I'll just get a stack and sell it to people on the street kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, a lot of the authors I've met are authors for that app I mentioned dream and slowly but surely they are all converting over to Amazon because Amazon is also you maintain your uh, rights to your story, which is why I picked them. Mm-hmm. This is my this is my first time as an author. I wasn't willing to give up the exclusivity yeah. to my books. Um, so that is why I chose that platform. I wanted to be able to keep the rights to my books to myself. I didn't want to sign them away and not be able to, you know, switch them or do what I want with them or make edits to them at a later date. Yeah. Uh, because I am new. I have made mistakes in my books. I'm, I'm very aware of that. But I'm not willing to sign it away yet. No. And that's and why I chose to. Amazon. You shouldn't have to. It's mine. <laughs> yeah. And look, to be honest with you, it suits me better with ebooks because I'm a, I'm a digital reader. Like I still have certain hardcover books, but I'd much rather take my iPad away, um, which I've got my Kindle app on, um, if I'm going away, I've got a thousand books on there, you know what I mean? And I'm not lugging yeah. around a suitcase full of books. Well, you know, Kindle for me is a big thing because obviously you you all understand this dyslexics, it makes yep. it so much easier to read. Yep. We can change the back colour yep. to that off-white yellow colour that we need. Yep. We can enlarge the text. It's fantastic. And I've actually carried that into my paperbacks. My paperbacks are of a size that is dyslexic friendly. Oh, excellent. Mm-hmm. It's not the small, normal size that you get. It's the actual bigger size. Oh, great. With the bigger font for people who find it difficult to read. There you go. And, and look, you wouldn't have known to do that if you were dyslexic yourself. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of people out there who, who are going to be thankful for that because, oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> it, makes it makes their life a hell of a lot easier. There's only two people on this planet who are never allowed to read my books. Is that your husband? No, that's my parents. Oh, you? Pa- oh, because <laughs> oh. it's steamy. <laughs> it is steamy. My dad has bought them, but they are he <laughs> under the promise that they are to sit on a shelf and collect dust. You know what? One day <laughs> you're going to get a phone call, and you're going to go, <laughs> "Darling, what's 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 what, happening would on you page like forty-two? To, <laughs> would you like to, like to explain chapter forty-two for me, please?" <laughs> it's it's um yeah. I dread the day that he actually opens that book. <laughs> I mean, my sister has read it. Um, and that was that was weird and also several of my cousins that took a lot I I, you know people say to me why didn't you use a pen name I'm like because this is something I'm proud of yeah you know I want my name on it so I did forewarn all of my family (laughs) that I'm writing these books and that they are not to read them (laughs) (laughs) I love it love it (laughs) do you ever put any lines in there like like saying like why, why are you reading this? Like, like secret messages to your parents in case they actually do read it? No, but I have put secret messages in there for my brownies. 
Oh. <laughs> um, a lot of the characters are actually named after them now. <laughs> oh, lovely. That's cool. Um, like uh, Camille is actually named after Kemaly. Oh. Um, and, you know, people like that. So a lot of them actually get... I actually had a contest on my page not too long ago saying I'm struggling for a name for a character. If you can come up with a fantastic name for their wolf, you will get your name. Oh, as Ryan. <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> I'm just trying to get that subliminal messaging. Ryan. Too yeah. Late. Henry. <laughs> Henry. Henry's <laughs> always in my head. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we wrap up, do you just want to um, give any advice to any, you know, authors or upcoming authors or people planning on publishing their own stuff? Um, beat the fear, you know, go for it, do it. You know, there will be people out there who don't necessarily like your work, but don't let it stop you. Um, and, you know, make sure that when you're fighting all those negative thoughts and feelings. You've got people around you that help support you. I, I know I've, I've harped on about them all the way through this, com- this conversation, but the girls and Brandon, I don't think I would have got that first book published without them. Um, I honestly couldn't have. Um, so Kemily, Liliana, Angela, Holly, Deborah, Kelly, Brandon, Cindy, Katie, you're all amazing. I love you all to bits. And the next book is for you guys. Oh, that's... You know, they've supported me. And you may need to make sure they download it because that's, I think, one, two, three, four, eight <laughs> downloads will get more. So <laughs> make sure make sure they download it so you, they can hear how thankful you are. <laughs> they all get it for free because um, I set up private Facebook page just for them. I and as that. I write the chapters, they get them. And they tell me whether or not I'm making sense or whether or not it fits. That's that's their role. So they basically get the raw version of the story wow. without edits, without Kemley going over and spell checking it. They get raw Rebecca. Oh wow. And they still they're still angry with me for deleting a certain chapter <laughs> before they got to read it. Um uh, trust me, if you <laughs> Um, yeah, I ended up in hospital um, when I was reading, writing the first book on, I was in so much pain, I was on morphine, but I did get my husband to drop off my laptop and I did try to write a chapter and somehow the main character's wolf became a whole separate being somehow. Okay. And it didn't make sense. And it was, I read it the next day after I, I come off the morphine, I went, what the? <laughs> and I delete it, but not before I told them that I, what I'd written. And since then, they've been nagging me to recreate. It. I went, well, I've not been injured enough to go into hospital again. <laughs> now that's a path you don't want to head down on, relying on morphine to write good chapters. I know, it's, and it's I, very I, expensive. I won't do it. Yes, so, um, oh, I'm not that type of writer. <laughs> Uh, well we'd just like to say thank you so much Rebecca for jumping on and having a a lovely chat with us but before we go the most important thing you've said you can buy your book on Amazon where tell us about your socials your websites everywhere and anywhere people can buy your book 
Okay, so I do have a Facebook page, Rebecca Castle Stories. You can hit on there for any updates as to upcoming books and little bits about what's going on behind the scenes. But then also the girls have, have created the Rising Dawn pack mm-hmm. um, where they go through, they basically analyze every chapter. and they make it fun they start the discussion and they also help people who might find certain topics you know touchy yep so there is the support you know if you find a certain um chapter you know has hit you really hard there is people there for you to talk to about it oh that's lovely um so we do have the rising dawn pack and i will soon be having a website it's not up yet my husband's designing it um so there is that as well that's coming soon well it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today thank you for staying up late with us and and not writing not giving up an hour's worth of your writing time with us um but we would love to have you on in the future so maybe you know when that after the next book's been out for a little bit or you know or when when you're doing that collaboration i'd really love to find out more about that so we would love to have you back on Obviously, I'd, I'd absolutely love it, you guys. Thank you so You're much. Very, well, yes. very, very welcome. Uh, and, uh, yeah, thank you, everyone, for you know, taking a chance on me. Thank you so no much. Um, yeah, and I guess we'll see you next time, listeners. See you next time. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you'd like to support Stories the True and the Fictional, you can do so by heading on over to buymeacoffee.com slash S-T-T-A-T-F. That's the acronym for Stories the True and the Fictional there. You can do a one-time donation or sign up for a monthly membership. Whatever you're comfortable with. With your support, we can keep this show up and running and bring you the awesome content we do every week. So if you can, head on over to buymeacoffee.com slash S-T-T-A-T-F. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time on another episode of Stories, the True and the Fictional.